Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi, this is Savania DeBarros here, the protector of athletes, and today I have Coach Isaiah Pace on the line. What's going on, Coach? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to have you today. Um, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? Well, uh, I coached uh, men's basketball on the collegiate level. Um, I started out as a volunteer assistant at Daytona State College um, and then transitioned there from working uh, with the Orlando Magic um, in their youth uh, sports uh, sector uh, in various capacities as a youth basketball coach and a lead director of the junior magic also affiliated with the, uh, um, excuse me, the, um, I think the, uh, junior NBA, um, if we saw, I mean, of course, uh, I think it was last summer were a lot of junior NBA games on ESPN and stuff like that. And then, uh, transition working in the high school and then, uh, going to college division three NCAA and also the NAIA level. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and you are you have a passion too for helping African Americans to get in the space of um, sports administrative or athletic director positions, right? Yes, certainly. I mean, have a passion for that um, because you know, in in the uh, most popular sports in America, football or basketball, um, African Americans are predominantly the majority of athletes and numbers represented in those sports. And to have a minority of uh, African-American coaches um, that, also, that of course will be able to relate better um, to African-American student athletes um, is definitely something that, um, you know, we're trying to fix as a country now. And, you know, and just everybody just fix in their own backyard. That makes a lot of sense because representation is so important. Um, you have a little African-American girl or boy coming up in school. And if there's not many people around or many people in administrative positions who look like them, I think there can be um, a lot of lost in translation type communications on how you really course correct certain issues with that child mm-hmm. or how you interact with them would be completely different because you really don't know the child because you didn't come from their community. So that's a that's a great um, a great way to start trying to fix, like you said, your own backyard is putting people who represent also the community of those athletes so that they can get the best support, um, not just in that sport, but also outside of the sport. Yeah, there are, I mean, a lot of layers to it. I mean, that's the beginning of it. But I mean, of course, with, um, you know, the social injustices that we're that we see every day in the news or in the NBA now, you know, as far as how they, you know, support Black Lives Matter initiatives and things like that, you know, there's a lot that we, of course, that is, you know, maybe uh, white America is responsible for or are not knowledgeable about, or, you know, as far as other points of views uh, from minorities, but there are also a lot of things that we are responsible for in our community as blacks, as far as things that we uh, can do or not, or things that we're not doing 
that can help um, put more African-Americans in uh, these particular roles. I agree. I agree. Um, But right now, and I don't know if I'm even, if this is completely right, but it appears that, you know, putting African-Americans in those roles is something that absolutely must be done. But do we have enough people who are currently occupying those spaces to actually reach back and lift up other African-Americans to put them in that role? So that's a great question. I mean, and of course you would think like, oh, well, you know, no, we're also, you know, we're disproportionate or whatever. But the thing that I found out after researching, you know, for a few years is that we actually do have people, enough people, enough blacks already in seats of power or seats of influence that can help. But a lot of times what you get is you get someone uh, African-American gets a position and then they're tunnel vision on their position and they're not, uh, you know, there's a saying too much is given, much is required. You know, they, you know, they do their job and do a great job with that, but they're not looking back to try to extend a hand to pick someone else up or, or, and, and they may, I mean, they may do that, you know, sparingly, but it needs to be actively done. And so I think that another thing you have is that, okay, you know, you have people who, who may, you know, do, you know, that in a certain space and, and people who don't. So therefore you can't, it can't, a movement is when a group of people come together and do the same thing. So there's no movement because everybody's not doing it. And so I feel like, I mean, that we have the people in place. I just feel like a lot of people are not really focused on that who are African-Americans, you know, they don't feel like it's their duty. Okay. I got here on my own and my own merit, I had to struggle, whatever. So then, hey, you got to do the same thing. And it's like, that's not what, you know, in other communities, other ethnicities, that's not how it works. They right. know somebody, they, you know, recently, Steve Nash uh, just got hired on as his first coaching job for the Brooklyn Nets on a, on a championship contender team. So that th- those opportunities don't happen for African-Americans as far as that that that, lux- that luxurious as mm-hmm. far as you get to coach a championship contender team mm-hmm. all because he knew somebody and you know they just they didn't ask him for his resume they didn't ask him hey what are your x's and o's even though he played right you know they just said hey you know let me you know bring you aboard so right. it should be the same thing you would think it should be the same thing with us you know blacks african-americans as well but yeah evidently that's it's not the same thing for whatever and it, reason and it's sad because it used to be you know, so, I mean, to get deep into that conversation would take us off on a whole <laughs> side combo about why we are where we are now. But, you know, the African-American community did at some point have that village aspect, you know, mm-hmm. in a very broad sense as well, too. So what, aside from that, what other disconnects do you think are there that we need to overcome that will uh, help and allow us to put or create more opportunities for black people um, to work in college athletes or uh, college athletics or pro sports, because you're right. There are some people who don't feel like they need to carry the entire community on their shoulders. But unfortunately, sometimes that is, that's just the reality of it all. You know, we are still representing the first, people to be in certain positions or the first one in our families to do a certain thing. So in a, in a way, other folks in the community do, do kind of look up to you. Um, and sometimes you do, you do kind of 
you know, carry the rest of the community on your shoulders. So, um, I mean, like, how can, how can we take that so that it's not too overbearing for the person that now finds themselves in a great, on a great platform where they can maximize that opportunity to then reach forward, to reach back and to create those opportunities for African-Americans in those positions? I would say first, um, you know, making yourself accessible, like do your, like uh, meaning, okay, as administrators or people in athletics or coaches, we get a lot of emails from different people. Like take the time to read those emails and do it as a sense of responsibility um, you know, for your position that you got. So, I mean, instead of like not reading or not answering, okay, let me, you know, some African-American emailed me today. Okay. I see that they're looking for a position. I don't have anything or I know anything right now, but let me put their name in a Rolodex or, or put it somewhere to where, okay, if something else, something opens or whatever, I can just, I can look at that list of names and write down what and see what they do and see, okay, let me look at their resume. Cause a lot of times, course in today's world you know you hear the word okay make sure the resume is good references but in today's world not a lot of people actually read a lot of these you know references or resumes most of it's kind of like scanned by a computer system or whatever looking for keywords Mm -hmm. so i mean of course we're in the technology era so it's a little bit different so you know just number one create a rolodex um you know i think i said being accessible um and being able to, uh, I would say, have the integrity to follow up and then, you know, follow up in a timely manner. Because, of course, we all have a lot of million things going on in our careers and things like that. But, you know, if uh, if you said you were going to write, you know, write something for somebody or a recommendation or you say you were going to, you know, help, a, you know, put in a word for somebody or whatever, you know, make sure that you, you, you know, you follow up and you do those things because, in today's world, if a job is posted, it's already gone. So time is of essence when these positions are open. So there may be, you know, a lot of black candidates who are applying but never get these opportunities just because they were a second late or this happened or that happened. So um, that and then just, I must say lastly, um, just being able to um, network out of your bubble. You know, everybody has a bubble in a, in a certain, um, you know, group of people who they uh, pretty much vibe with, or they, uh, you know, uh, have, you know, conversation or social time with or whatever. But I think that was, you know, one of the biggest things that I've heard in our communities of, as far as, you know, with the social injustices and racial kind of barrier is that we don't spend a lot of time in each other. I mean, in other groups, in other c- communities all the time, we stay in our bubble. So it's the same thing as far as in our community there, every black person is not the same. Every there's, you know, Every black person is not, you know, a criminal or murderer. You know, there's some people who are successful, some people who are business minded, who are entrepreneurs. So there's different classes of that. So I think we have to do that as well in our own community mm-hmm. is to, you know, uh, you know, there may be different sectors of, of professional uh, African-Americans, like get to know those different different people. Yep. You know, so that's I mean, that's just my personality in general. I'm a networker. So I know tons of people and tons of different whatever. And I'm, I'm very uh, alert and aware of everything that's going on. Yeah. You know, I have, you know, I have my own life going on, things going on, whatever, but I'm very alert of who's doing what. I keep my ear to the, to the floor. So mm-hmm. that's just, I mean, I, I know everybody's different, but I think that kind of comes with, it's just like you get a new job, right? 
on your job, one of the pr- uh, things that you have to do is you have to be on time. So that's just, that's <laughs> one of the things that, yep. it, 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 that's one of the responsibilities you have with your position. So as a position of a African-American, you have to, okay, let me be attentive. Let me, you know, know what's going on. Let me be, let me follow up. Let me do all these different things. So yeah, that's, that's what I think about that. That's true. Um, I really like what you said about, you know, really being accessible and I will add open and approachable because sometimes I think people can get in certain positions and it, it just really creates this arrogant personality with some folks, um, which then kind of shuts them off from the community, mm-hmm. which is a horrible thing to happen because sometimes you may not realize the one person that you're shutting off may actually be your key person, your key answer to whatever problem or solution you may want to solve in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. Which then means if you have created now a bad image, first impression with this person who you felt was technically a nobody, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that may come back to bite you because I mean, the world of sports is so ever changing and so, you know, evolves so much and so fast that people move from one position to the next, one state to the other. You never know who's going to be where and do what. So I would definitely say just try to be approachable for sure. And I'll add another thing too, because there's this uh, misconception that diversity in athletics or uh, administrations or whatever, or coaching, has to start at the top. So we, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, on LinkedIn, you see a lot of people who maybe were assistant athletic directors and they became an AD They were, and they're black. And then we celebrate that, which we should, that's a great accomplishment. And we're like, oh, oh, great. That's diversified. And it's really not because you think, if you think about it, it's like if a black person uh, gets promoted and they go to another position and there's not another african-american or black person or minority that fills their position then you still ha- you were still in the same boat as far as the numbers are concerned mm-hmm. um i think i think it was like i don't want to i don't want to misquote this but i think it was a low number of administrators and coaches in college athletics i think it was like either under 10 or 15 percent which really? is very very low wow yes yeah so so it's like we're celebrating these accomplishments but true diversity if you i mean True diversity happens like this. What happens is you need to have uh, more uh, new hires of more entry-level positions who are um, candidates that that reflect the African-American community or minority communities, right? Mm -hmm. Then when you start them up from the bottom, they pretty much infiltrate the middle and then they go up to the top. And then when you already have the people who are almost at the top, if they move up, you still have people coming in under them. That's how you diversify. You don't diversify at the top. top. That's not... that's not that's not diversified. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it makes a lot of so, sense. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard a lot of podcasts and I've heard a lot of uh, uh, forums on you know uh, Zoom forums where they had mm-hmm. roundtable discussions and talked about diversity and how to do it or whatever. And it's really simple. Like you just start from the bottom. These entry like entry level positions could be okay. Uh, graduate assistants uh, could be interns. It could be assistant coaches. It could be, you know, director of basketball operations. It could be assistant uh, student uh, academic director. You know, those are entry-level positions. When you build up those positions, 
then those people are in place to be in front of other people, you know, white, whether it be white people, other people who are different ethnicities to, right. to gain favor and to gain familiarity to move up. Right. So that's, that, that's how that's done. That is amazing. I, I never even thought about it in that way, <laughs> you know, from, from the bottom up. I just kind of always thought about it as kind of like, not in the methodology way that you put it, but in a more blanket way of just putting people in positions to create more diversification. But it does make sense because not everybody would even qualify for p- positions in the middle or positions at the top. So you have to start them somewhere to create that really authentic, true diversification. And where do we do that? Where do we put more people who may want to work in college athletics or pro sports where they're going to have to start at the bottom to to even gain the experience and the recognition that they may, you know, crave and then they move up. So that makes just so much, so much more sense. I want to talk, though, about. Social social justice. So this is something that is near and dear to my heart, and I'm currently in the middle of working on a project around this. Um, but I mean, for years we've seen top athletes, let's just say Muhammad Ali, for example, using their platform and what they have to speak out against injustice and racism, discrimination. Um, Muhammad Ali was actually one of those athletes that lost a lot for refusing to go into an army that he didn't believe in, that was against his religion, um, speaking out against social injustice and, and, and a host of other issues. We're seeing the same thing happen again. And now I think with COVID-19, with the pandemic, um, the whole world shut down like for a good two, three months straight where no one was really going anywhere doing anything. So do you think that the recent protests around these particular issues, um, do you think that they've impacted sports in a way? Um, do you think it will continue to impact sports? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> I think that um, at a first glance, I've never seen um, so many sports leagues or organizations you know, say, just simply vote, um, mm-hmm. whether that be NFL, NBA, or, you know, NHL, or things like that. I've never seen so many people, um, you know, of different ethnicities um, say that, hey, Black Lives Matter, um, not in a, in a political way, as people try to, you know, make it like, mm-hmm. oh, it's an organization. But just simply the phrase of, you know, of of humanity, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think that the protests, um, whether that be from NBA players who participated, and now, you know, of course, there's talks of you know NFL players um, going to be uh, kneeling and things like that, and people being okay with it. Versus when all of it first started in 2016, I believe, with Colin Kaepernick it was railroaded and it was made to believe that, okay, that he was being disrespectful, right. You know, towards the flag or the troops or whatnot, when there was an actual troop who actually gave him that advice to Neil after he was just sitting before. So they, you know, tried to change the narrative. So I think that these protests uh, have been very, very impactful 
um, because I feel like people are starting to get it. Yes, you're not going to change everybody's uh, uh, perspective because it's a heart issue. You know, mm-hmm. humanity and uh, humanity and equal rights for all of humanity is a heart issue. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you know, with each individual, but I feel like I mean, it's it's definitely changed a lot um, since when it started. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, and I also think, you know, that I'm the kind of person that I believe I believe what I believe in strongly, and social justice is something that impacts the African-American community, which I am a part of, and I will 100%, no matter what platform I'm on, speak about what's right (laughs) and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do also believe that it has impacted sports um, because you can't... I just feel like there's an injustice in itself to think that athletes who represent the community who are majority of the time the subjects of the injustices that occur in this country for them not to speak out about it you Mm -hmm. know that's that's like wishful thinking to me um and then to like you say change the narrative and make it seem as though oh well now these sports teams organizations are political um organizations is not these individuals make up a, a larger community as private citizens who can speak out speak up and out and against things that impact them that probably has impacted them, but also impact mm-hmm. their communities just because they're now playing for a team. Doesn't mean that their family members aren't still impacted. It doesn't mean that when they go and take off that Jersey, that they're not going to be profiled on the street somewhere. Exactly. You know? So it's, it's definitely an, an issue. I'm actually happy that there was basically this perfect storm to happen to get the world's attention, you know, um, oh yeah, I, I I definitely agree. It was a perfect storm. I mean, and you know, to like I said, so many so many of us. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it too. You know, we we all spend time with people in our circle. We don't branch out, and there's mm-hmm. always, you know, there's always like, okay, well, I'm, you know, of course, you know, we all have to get our bag or whatever and things like that. But there's more of like a selfish approach in a sense to where, you know, we want to turn a blind eye to to people to things and you know and stuff like that and i think it's just been built over time you know and i think that sometimes you know i it's, or somewhere in our in our community we was like oh this is not this is not going to change so instead of helping each other let me just help myself and just kind of like sh- shut off everything um so i think it's just it's just been a perfect storm um for our world to heal um and in so many ways, racially, I mean, um, uh, as far as, you know, what family dynamics, yep. uh, relationships, and a lot of people are discovering what's more important in, t- in today's uh, society. That's true. That's true. And I really hope that um, for everything that you're working on, especially with trying to identify positions in athletics and pro sports for African-Americans, that I almost feel like social justice issues are something that has to be worked on very, very hard and often because that will Mm -hmm. also be something that will, I think, aid you in helping to actually move and put those people in those positions. Because now we're, we're not only we're dealing with social justice on a 
basic platform, but now we're, you're also dealing with social justice in the way of trying to change the mindsets of people who think a certain way and the reason why they've never really looked at African-Americans to put them in certain positions, if that makes yeah, sense. And everybody should be able to dream and have an, oppor- and have an opportunity to fail. You know, that's America. That's the American dream. Okay, right. I can be whatever I want to be. Um, as long as I, you know, have my education, I have my experience, I can be whatever I want to be and I have the opportunity to fail. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, that's what everybody. So who am I to tell someone that they can't do something or who am I, if somebody comes to me for help, you know, to not help them, you know, if I can, or even if I can't help them, point them in the right direction, give them some advice, you know, whatever, and go from, and, you know, and keep in touch with them. Like that's right. just basic um, fundamentals of being a person. So. Yes. 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 Well, it has definitely been a pleasure to have you on and I'm going to be rooting for you to accomplish the things that you've set out to do. Um, please follow up and let us know what you have going on and all of your success stories. Cause it, it would definitely be a pleasure to hear, especially considering the times that we're in. So any, any movement and achievement is definitely worth the celebration. So thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. Awesome. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Ciao. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something.